there's a kangaroo family. Yeah, there was it. Come on, bloody grass. It's bloody Australia. Right. It's Australia. It's truth. It's truth. It's nice when there's um. <laughs> Have you heard the phrase kangaroo fox? No. It's basically if you're in the bush and you see something move, you're not quite sure what order. Uh, it is. It's kangaroo fox snake. Yeah. Kangaroo fox snake. Crocodile. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, hello there. Uh, welcome to the super fun, awesome, happy time pedal show podcast. I'm your super awesome host, Gabor. And with me as always... Um, hey, I'm Alex. <laughs> <laughs> you got your uh, DJ voice on. It's like Wayne's World. <laughs> you got your uh, FM commercial radio station voice on. The smooth sounds of the super fun, awesome, happy time show. You're listen- listening FM. to... FM. <laughs> You're listening to Radio Beige. Radio Beige. All the hits of uh, 1978. Kenny G and all the other elevator <laughs> hits of yeah. 1979. Um, yes, hello everyone. Um, um, how are you today, Alex? Yeah, good. We're just um, hanging out at your place today. My house, yes. Um, in your little studio. Yes. And... Um, We've just had some lunch. Yes. All feeling good. Just pie. Saw some kangaroos at the back. Yeah, pie kangaroos. We um, did some lamingtons and we're like oh yeah. super Aussies. I do like lamingtons. <laughs> we can go get some lamingtons okay. later. Lamingtons and some uh, beer. Is there good bakeries around here? There's a few. Yeah. Bit of a lamington fan. All right, well, let's do that. Okay, shopping list. <laughs> get some lamingtons. lamingtons. So, um, so if you're listening to this... Uh, Thank you, first of all, for listening to this. Yeah. Um, also, uh, we always do the thing where um, whatever it is you're looking at while you're listening to this, uh, take a photo of it. So if you're sitting on a train and listen to this, take a photo of the guy asleep across from you yeah. um, or the hobo urinating in the corner. Because um, it's a train. Because it's a train. <laughs> <laughs> Or, you know, if you're, if you're, I don't know, wherever you are, just, you don't have to be in a photo. Take a photo of whatever it is you are looking at while you're listening to the podcast and send it. Either email to us at superfunawesomehappytime, that's superfunawesomehappytime at gmail.com or go and check out our Facebook page, which is superfunawesomehappytimepedalshow, uh, all one word, just type in superfunawesome, all one word, no caps, and you'll find it. Or go to Instagram. And do the same thing there. Anyway, send us the photo and then, yeah, we'll, we'll say hello to you next time. And shout out. Do a shout out and stuff. Cool. Um, do we have anyone to... Oh, no, we haven't really done one for a while. Mm. Uh, I don't think we have anyone to shout out to. But anyway, um, yes. Uh, yes. But hello to everyone, the the regulars that always send stuff in. Like, who are the ones that... There's uh, Hugh Roberts always sends in stuff and Ram John lately been sending yeah. in a few things and, and uh, mason from mason from Greenchild. hello mason america uh, and sean from lollygagger he usually listens to hello sean yeah hey man um yeah so last week we had so this is episode 44 or 45 because we've we had henning Pauli on last week that was fun yeah that was nice to have a chat with him. Yeah, and did that via the internet v- via the so good internet yes most, most <coughs> of it went well there's a few little Internet glitches, but, but um, the magic of editing—you can't even tell. Yeah. <laughs> well, you sort of can, but um, um, but yeah, it was fun. It, mm. um, it, it was uh, interesting guy to chat to. Yeah, yeah, he, um, yeah. Kind of, he talked about how what he's done, um, basically how he got to where he's in this point in time. Yeah, and um, especially with. Um, Having different jobs, arranging music for like things like radio jingles and um, yeah. other people's music, and then working Casinos. on casinos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he sang the jingle, <laughs> and um, yeah, just things like that. Now producing other band, <laughs> other bands, does his knees, and then having his own prog rock projects and all that kind of stuff. And yes, with do douche nozzle. Douche nozzle. What was it? Is that what he called him? Douche nozzle. <laughs> What's his real name? That's his real name on a passport. Uh, Sebastian Bach. Yeah. yeah. Um, skid Row, man. The Skid. Yeah. The, the Row? Is it the Skid or the Row? Mm. Skid Mark? The Skid Marks? Is, yeah. that the, is that the fans? They're the Skid Marks? 
<laughs> anyway, so yeah, that no, was fun. If you, if you haven't listened to it yet, go check it out. Um, and if you're listening, Henning, hello, Henning. Um, also, I'm not sure if we mentioned it since, but um, I was watching one of Henning's live streams. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on YouTube uh, a little while ago. I don't know if it was... I don't know if we talked about this in the last one we... The one we did before, the one with Henning. Anyway, uh, it was a live stream. Henning, Henning does his live stream. Usually um, Sundays, like Sunday afternoon in, in Germany and Sunday nights in Australia. And quite often it's after I get home from a gig and wife and kids are asleep and I turn it on and there's, you know, live stream. And he did this live stream um, with uh, a guy, I think it's... Um, well, his first name is Nico, but his last name, I think it's Schliemann. Um, yeah, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. I think so. that's his last name. Um, hang on. I feel bad now actually not knowing, but uh, he's a guitar player um, for a band in Germany called Glasperlenspiel, I think that's what it's called. Catch uh, name. Nico Schliemann, yeah, that's his name. Um, yeah. Which Henning always says it sounds like um, like bondage gear kind of thing. Anyway, um, so if you're listening, Nico, hello. Uh, yeah, and it was it was funny because I was um, they were recording a song. It's actually really really good. Um, if you get a chance to watch it, um, it's called Artificial Zebra, uh, and I think Henning is putting it up. It, it went for like four and a half hours. I stayed up yeah. to two in the morning, and then I said I gotta go to bed. Um, <laughs> watching it, but it was really interesting because Nico's a great guitar player. And Henning is, um, I was really, really um, impressed by how quickly he did MIDI stuff for drums, like drum beats and really good sounding drum beats. He did ridiculously quick in 7-8 as well, because the yeah, whole song right. is in 7-8. Right. Um, anyway, and, and they, they kept asking, you know, what should they do next and that kind of thing on the podcast, on the podcast, on the live stream. And I I was logged in under Super Funnels from Happy Time Pedal Show. Mm. And I commented on something or said something. And Nico said, oh, super fun, awesome, happy time. I, I listened to your podcast. You're great. Which is kind of cool. And then I so, started chatting with him the next day. Oh, yeah. And he's going to be on the show soon too, hopefully. So um, I think he's currently on tour. Mm. And I think yep. it's quite a big band in Germany. But I think it's mainly only in Germany because it's a German-speaking band. Right, okay. Uh, Glass I think that's what it's called. Uh, uh, so, yeah. Um, because you can speak German, can you? Well, yeah, I grew up in Austria, so that's my native language. So, uh, yeah, I can't. So, yeah, so, uh, yeah, but his English is great anyway, yeah, yeah. so um, he'll be Always on is. hopefully soon. Uh, he's currently on tour, so I said to him, when he has like a spare hour or so, let me know and then um, we'll try and arrange some time. But maybe, I guess he's currently on tour, so, and with time difference, whether that sort of works out, I don't mm. know how that goes, but yeah. be, it'll be interesting Talk to have him on. One line up. Nice one. Um, yeah. So, and, and if you get a chance, uh, if you go to um, Henning's channel, HP42, um, I'm not sure if he still has it up as the whole thing, unedited thing, which he probably doesn't. Um, does he? Hang on. I'm just checking now. No, I think he took it off the actual whole thing. That was unedited. Now he's bringing it out uh, in hour long parts because it went for four and a half hours or something like that. The yeah. whole thing. Um, he's... Uh, and now he's got part one and part two at the time of this recording. He's got part one and part two released. Um, but very interesting. He's a really good guitar player. Mm. And they're coming up with some really intricate, interesting parts very quickly. Sure, yeah. Um, and it's like a, a prog instrumental piece in 7-8 that they wrote. Wow. Start to finish in four, four hours. Crazy. It was pretty good, yeah. So mm. check that out. Um, what's new with you? Ooh, what's new with me? Um, just been finishing some mixing in my studio. Uh, two EPs are winding up this week. One's going to mastering on Monday, and um, the other one's just waiting to be finalised before it goes to mastering. Okay. So tidying those things up. Um, working on my house. That's fun. Doing some renovation stuff. Um, gear wise, gear wise, what to be doing gear wise. Didn't you gig with my new live mixer? With the, I do I do quite a lot of live sound stuff. I possibly mentioned. Um, so I did a first gig last night with my Allen Heath SQ Five, which is a new digital desk, and um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Different workflow, but um, 
think it's going to be good. Awesome. Instead Actually, of the Presonas Studio Live yeah, or whatever it was the year before. Okay. Which is, um, it was alright, but it was, it's done a lot of gigs and it's also, what, like six, seven year old technology now. Oh, ancient. Yeah, especially in digital world. Oh, crazy. And it's also, wasn't a super high end desk to start with. So it did the job, maybe some money, time to move it on. <laughs> but the other gear thing is, in my studio I have a, um, my recording converters is a Universal Audio Apollo. Ah. And they have done an update. So basically, with the Apollo, you can, um, if you don't know, it's a recording interface, and there's they have a bunch of their own plugins. Now, you can either just use them as mixing plugins, put them on your mixers, and mix away like every other plugin in the world, or you can track through them. So... You can actually print the sound to your DAW of well, choice. Because it's not just an interface. It's basically like a computer in itself, isn't it? Well, it has processing in the unit. So the plug-in processing power is done in the hardware unit, not, not on, in your computer. on your computer. Yeah. So it saves... Um, uh, CPU power. CPU, that's the letters that's I was it. looking for. And, Kapoo. Uh, Kapoo, yeah. Kapoo. Sipu. Sipu. <laughs> I see poo. And, um, what? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, that's the Apple version. Yeah. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. The old IC poo. And, uh, I see poo. Oh, okay. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So basically, um, you can track through the plugins so you can print. So like if you want a compressor on your, say, acoustic guitar microphone or a vocal mic, when you're recording, you um, can print that sound as part of... So you can use it kind of like an external... It's like a virtual like an outboard. Hardware, outboard. Yeah, yeah. And um, you can choose to print or not to print or just use it for monitoring headphones or whatever you want to do. But they've also done a whole bunch of guitar amp modelling. So what that means is you can just DI your electric guitar into recording interface. Yes. And track through virtual amps. Yeah. So it's kind of it's like software version of the Kempery Axe Effectsy type thing. But it's all, a lot of the amps on there are they're actually approved by the manufacturers yeah. too, isn't it? So it's they like proper Fender ones and proper Marshall ones mm. and Friedman and Yep, and um what's that? Orange? Like? Chandler, actually. Oh Chandler, oh, yeah, yeah, true. I think maybe orange too. But um anyway, so the point of the story is um, Universal Audio did a full firmware update a week or two ago, a couple of weeks ago, and um, uh, they've added some more plugins because you get a certain amount of free with the thing, and then you can buy yeah, yeah, whatever you yeah. want and um, extra plugins to add to your collection, whatever you you need to use to do the job and stuff. And um, yeah. yeah, they've upgraded all like the amount and types that you get free with the unit. Oh, cool. I haven't got around to buying any yet. Um, I'm still kind of getting to know all the free ones. But one of the free ones is a Marshall Plexi head. Okay. And a rat, rat pedal. Oh, okay. So you can put a rat pedal software um, plug-in on anything. Okay, cool. Yeah. It's, it's, kind of cool. it's a plug-in and it's a pedal and it looks like a rat and does ratty things. Cool. So I tried out, um, upgraded all the stuff yesterday. We should yesterday. do a A B between because I've got an old rat, oh, like yeah, a proper old with the the, the, yeah, yeah. the good good stuff in it, whatever it is. Yeah, chip. Michael Jackson. Thing. The, yeah, with 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 Michael Jackson in it. We should do an A B between that and the the U A one. Yeah, that'd be cool. And uh, so I tried out yesterday. Did the firmware update on the unit, and after realizing that. Totally forgetting that plexis aren't really that high gain. Um, got a good sort of edge of breakup sound. Then put the rat plug in before it, and yeah, that's when we got into some cool land. So what you need to buy is you need to buy a proper old plexi. Yeah, sounds like the one in there, and then we do an AB. Okay. And then we can do an AB with the rats. I wonder if Aaron has one. He's got a couple of old Marshalls. Oh yeah, maybe we could borrow one. Yeah. True that. And wind it up. <laughs> Crank it. And, um, and also there's a couple of new delay um, plugins that come with the unit now. So I had a, a tape delay after that. Okay. And it was really quite good. It's very vintage -y. Yeah. It's cool. Cool, man. 
Very good. Well, we should do a video about that. Yeah, <coughs> yeah I'd like to. Um, I have a plan for a video that I want to, because with the plugins, they're, you know, between 100 and a couple hundred dollars each, depending on how complex they are and all that kind of thing. Yeah. So I thought we'd do it, like you can demo them for two weeks before okay. you um, choose to buy them or not. And I thought we could demo all the guitar amps oh. and get people to To, to pick which one they like the best. Yeah. You know what I was thinking with the rats, what we should do? Yeah. Because you can re-amp, can't you, out of your thing. Yeah. We should go into the Apollo, through the rats, out of the Apollo, into your amp. Oh, right. Gotcha. So we're just using, we're using the same amp. <laughs> using quite a few thousand dollars worth of interfaces and just to overdrive check, pedal. <laughs> well, just to check what the overdrive pedal <laughs> yeah, is. And then you do the same thing with the, the vintage rat that I've got. Yeah. <coughs> Done. Wow. That was a loud clap, wasn't it? It was, it was loud. It was surprisingly loud, actually, when I clapped myself. It Gave was surprising. Gave a fright. Um, yeah, I reckon we should do that. Yeah, because... Because you can just... You can, you can just come out of one of the outputs in the Apollo into the reamp thing mm. and then out of that into the... Put it back to guitar level, yeah, yeah. So, you, I think you're still on... The, there's a bunch of guys locally who have a Facebook group called The Tone something. What are they called? They call it oh, the, Jim and those guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's called The Tone... Tone Sessions. Tone Sessions. Yeah. So, um, some of the guys are talking about... Um, uh, Basically, there's a someone had a video online of the new Helix um, effects effects one, not yeah. the, not the modeling one, <coughs> effects board versus two thousand dollars worth of boutique pedals on a pedal board. Okay, and everyone's like, oh, you know, you are, the, the single pedals are so much better, and oh, poor, and then whatever. Some, few few of the guys on the Facebook group actually watched it, and they're like, actually. There's can't really tell much difference. No, especially because if you if you want to cover all the bases, you you got to buy a big sky and a timeline or the equivalent of, and that's a thousand bucks just there. Yeah, and then the modulation probably Mobius or equivalent of. That's fifteen hundred bucks right there. So then you've got, I don't know you got to buy a compressor and a um. And I mean that's fuzz. all the Strymon stuff is digital. Yeah, totally. So, I mean, and Line 6, I've always had a soft spot for Line 6. I always liked the stuff. I liked the four-button pedals. I liked the yeah. rack stuff they did. I even liked the pods. For me, Line 6 is a bit hit and miss, depending on the pop product. Mm, yeah. yeah. I, I really like the rack stuff. They like, especially, if, like, I think their strength, to be honest, I think their strength is a little bit like TC. It's a bit more in the... Um, time-based stuff like delays reverbs and modulation i think all this stuff is really good um but yeah we, we should do that we should um yeah no not i mean not do that but i mean we should um <laughs> no uh i mean i'm so, thinking of scott going to see scott watman and looking oh, at yeah. the helix camper axifix thing no but i think line six um i always like line six and i think yeah I really think, I really, 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 really think, and I think we were talking with Henning about that last week as well, with the synergy stuff. Yeah, that yeah. You AB the, like a Friedman amp, and he's got the synergy version and the actual amp there. And without looking, you can't tell the difference. If you don't feel a difference, it doesn't sound any different. There is a but dis- you look at the amp and yeah. you go, all of a sudden the amp sounds better. There is a disclosure on that because... With the synergy, you're stuck with the one power section. Yeah, yeah. So different power. So yeah. it's going to sound different, but all sound sounds very good. It's just going to sound a little bit different. But whether it's yeah, but I mean, I think. But there's always a difference. Does it sound different? Better or is it just better sound- or different? Worse or just a different different? Which in yeah. the end, in a in a live situation with a band or in a mix when you're recording, yeah. Will someone go, that doesn't sound like a dirty Shirley amp? Totally. Or, um, you know, is it just a different sound, but in the end, it's still a good sound? Yeah, I'm sure they sound great. It's like um, we were saying, it's that thing that kind of gets you excited. And, you know, there's a, um, yeah, it's wrapped in cool Tolex and there's a... Um, like we were talking about um, tape delays and stuff as well. Yeah, sure. But you have a tape delay and then you have like the latest, greatest, fantastic tape emulation mm. delay. And does it really sound that much better? Um, or is it really just the fact that you have this sitting there and it makes you smile seeing 
tape going around yeah. and hearing the, the motor, which a lot of people don't realize, those things are noisy, yeah. actual tape machines, um, which then in turn makes you approach it differently. But in the end, it's you have a much simpler, you know, you don't have to worry about things breaking down. You don't have to worry about biasing things, about tape getting old. Mm. You have the, you know, yeah. same with all, the, all these, you know, amp emula- old amp emulations. You have a 60s plexi. Yeah. You need a good tech who can fix it because it'll break from time to time. But when it works, I'm sure it's great. Um, that thing came up recently. I was playing bass in a band. We did a quite a big festival gig. And um, the back line, as just about every decent, decent sized festival line, back line bass rigs are Ampegs in an 8x10 cap. Yeah. And it was, you know, the, the big the valve head, um, whatever the 300 watt one is. And they had a spare head there. Because ampegs always get hot and hot. to break down. Yeah. yeah, and it's just part of the part of the thing. But it's they sound great and it's we did this, rock, rock, we, rock. Did, we did a gig. I did a gig up in um, Port Douglas. Yeah, we flew up to Cairns and then drove to Port Douglas, and um, it was the same sort of thing. Went there um, the back line. There was a um, uh, for the bass. There was one of them big. Ampeg SVT valve heads yep. <laughs> and a bass player plugged into it and it didn't work. <laughs> yeah. But then there was a backup, which I think was a TC electronic or something like that. Yeah. <coughs> and it probably sounds just as good. It's just kind of this thing that makes you smile. I've seen this big lump of... Have you seen the, um, the new... Um, what is it? Mark Bass? The new... Um, the dude from Snarky Puppy, the bass player, his signature head? Yeah. It's this big sucker thing. It looks like a big valve amp, but it's just a transistor... Thing it's just made to look like it's a big old valve. Oh, right, no, I haven't seen that. With yeah. I think an eight by ten, really cab. Yeah, it's a huge sucker. It looks like a really old <laughs> valve thing. Yeah, cool. But it weighs like a kilo. <laughs> it's you know compared to those Ampex, which were a ridiculous amount of weight. Yeah, my base head is a um the little TC electronic. You've seen it. Um, the uh, something something two fifty, whatever the little one is. Yeah, and it weighs one point eight kilos. Yeah, I mean that's all you need. <laughs> Oh, it's ridiculous. Bass is meant to be felt, not heard anyway. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, bass players. Yeah, it's just... (coughs) But again, that's sort of on on the line of it's a tool. I don't really love it. Like it's a... Yeah. It's a does the job kind of thing. Yeah. Like I think if I had... um, something else I can't think of right now <laughs> you know a bit more interesting like maybe some hand wired valve base head or an old flip top would be cool like an Ampeg flip top it would sound amazing but it'd be fragile and not quite loud enough well if you have people that carry your stuff around for you and set it up for you and look after it for you sure mm. yeah which I Although, don't I mean <laughs> uh, it was actually really surprisingly one of the best bass tones I remember hearing yeah um our friend Todd. Yeah. Um, I went, he was playing somewhere. Um, don't remember where exactly. And he was playing and um, I went up to him a little before I left and I said, oh, bass sounded great, man. He goes, oh, really? Actually, I, for, uh, I, I didn't realise, but I drove to the gig and half of my bass gear wasn't in the boot. Oh, yeah. Um, so he just went pretty much straight into a QC... Um, 10 inch yeah. speaker um, and then out of that into the PA yeah wow and it sounded really good so it's just he just went he had a bunch of pedals yeah. but went straight into um, a PA speaker 10 inch PA speaker for those who don't know who Todd Gilmore is he's a monster player he's a fantastic player yeah so, probably one of my favourite bass players of and, and um, anywhere in the world he's great yeah he's, he's a great great player and um, but yeah, just it, it just sounded really good. It was really cutting, but nice. Yeah, cool. Uh, yeah, and it was just funny because I've never, I don't think in my life, gone up to a bass player and said, "Okay, <laughs> good tone, man." But um, I went up to him and I just said, "Yeah," and he just said, "Oh, yeah." I, I thought my amp was in the boot, but it wasn't. <laughs> funny. Yeah, and it sounded great. Yeah, cool. I thought it sounded really, really good. Mm, um, interesting. But I guess it's all in the player as well. He had one of those old, um, really cool looking, but I think it was one of the old ones, not the reissues, the old Yamaha 
TR or RB or whatever they're called. Some TRB. TRB, yeah. I think that's it. Old, like... Is that the six-string one you had? No, no, no. That's actually my old bass player. I bought that off him. All right. Ages ago. That's um, but um, And sold it since. But no, no, it was a four-string. Right. One of those really kind of... they. I think they're making uh, reissues of it now. Like really big sort of body. Oh, not the ones... Um, the guy from... Jesus. Well, Todd uses it. Guns and Roses head or something? What's that band? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, like but it, quite round. Yeah, sort of quite a round shape, yeah. Yeah, no. Four string. And it, I think it was not one of the new ones that they kind of... Because I think they're reissuing him now. Yeah, yeah. But it was one of the older ones. Um, but anyway, uh, it sounded great. It was really, really good. But, so I think a lot of times it's just... I mean, in all these forums and stuff, people just go on and on and on and on about crap. But really... I mean, I think we've gotten to a point where, and we've said this, I've said this lots on the podcast, so we shouldn't talk about it too much, but can't hear it. I don't think it is really possible anymore to hear a difference between digital and analog. Yeah. If you're really totally blindfolded, I don't think you can hear a difference. Um, I really think the big part of the whole thing is it's a psychological part when you see it. Yeah. And some people have an issue, and it annoys me. There's some people, I'm not, I'm not going to name any names, but some people on rather well-known um, pedal shows on YouTube, hint, 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 um, who just, they're just annoying me with this whole, oh, I can't do the digital thing, man. I just mm. I need to immerse myself in the sound. Just, like, get lost. I know what you're saying. That's great, but in reality, when you're playing a gig, like in a bar at a festival, at a in a corporate band, um, whatever it is, you can't have your uh, your Marshall wound up. No, you can't have. You an just AC, have to AC go. Thirty wound up. You just have to do things in certain ways, and and just get over it. Get over yourself. I think more than anything <laughs> else. But anyway, that's a different story. There is a practicality issue that does come into. A lot of music stuff doesn't like doesn't work in the real world. You're just going to give heaps of people the shits. Yeah. Anyway. Um, all right. That's enough. We've talked enough about digital versus analog stuff. Let's talk about really interesting things. Speaking of analog things, we got three pedals sent to us today. Oh yeah. So by um, our, uh, Andrew, our new friends at Moztronics. First of all, we should from Melbourne, Australia. We should. Um, this is good timing because was it your What's his name? Yeah, postman friend? Ken. Ken. Hey, Ken. Hey, Ken. So he must have delivered these just before I came over yeah, to do the podcast. just before you came in. Yeah. So it was like divine intervention. Oh, absolutely. In pedal form. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of divine intervention, we got one, <laughs> we got one called the Baconizer. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, which is like a, a JFET fuzz. Yeah. Relatively low gain. Okay, so, so um, Moztronics are a Australian brand. Yeah, Melbourne-based. And um, oh, what's his name again? Andrew. Andrew. Sorry, Sorry Andrew. Um, uh, yeah, he does um, he does pedals out of Melbourne, which is um, awesome. And he's got on his... I checked out his Facebook page. And um, yeah, some cool... Some cool dudes playing... playing um, stuff in Melbourne. Pretty much all of UMI, which is a, um, an Australian band. Yeah. Um, I always personally. What's his name? Bob? Tim Tim Rogers. Bob um... Abbott. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's a guy who used to be around here. <coughs> uh, the bass player. The guitar player. Oh, the other guitar player. Yeah, yeah. Um, whatever his name is. Bob. He used to be in the Angels. That dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, oh God, my brain doesn't work. I actually played with him once. Bob Spencer. Spencer, yeah. So. And the Skyhooks as well. Yeah, that's what's going. And. Um, did I tell you about playing with him? No. Um, yeah, I was in this band and we did a gig at the, it was like an Australian Music Retailers Association convention. So basically, it's like a mini Aussie Nam kind of thing. Mini Aussie Nam, okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they've got um, <coughs> for a week or whatever, a few days, um, importers, distributors meet up with retailers and do their thing, do deals. At night, we got a gig there in the bar at, at the convention center at uh, for, okay. for you, the Gold Coast. Yeah. So 
the worst audience you could ever play music for. Or music. Or music, no. <laughs> Guys are working music shows. Yeah. Don't give a crap about your songs. And, um, yeah, Bob, Bob was there doing some stuff and then we ended up getting on jamming with us. And um, was, I still remember because all the guys except for myself had in-ears and I just had a wedge. So stage volume is really low. And he gets up with his... Uh, he had a bellman. He was playing bellman guitars. Okay. Yeah, they were nice. And his half stack just winds it up. And all you could hear was him. Because <laughs> there's no... No other, no other no, stage noise. There's no volume unless he's got... And he um, leaned over to me mid-song. He's like, bloody hell, you guys are quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I think I may have met him. Because... um really nice. We chatted a bit. Like, I a did... A long time ago, though. I did... Uh, this is probably six years, seven years, six years ago. I did, I talked about it before. I did this, I worked for this guy who was a runner up on X Factor. I was his guitar player basically. Mm. And um, we did this show in Melbourne at the, it was just the two of us at, uh, oh, what is the place called? Um, it's M- M- Muriel Room or something like that. It's at the, in, in the town, in the city center of Melbourne. Mm. If you go into the Maya yep. thing and you go all the way to the top floor, mm. that's where they do a lot of the, the big fashion shows and stuff. Right. Um, it's like top floor, it's a big hall, like big, like almost, it's all, and it's all marble and stuff. It's very echoey, was a horrible sound in there actually. Yeah. Big echoey room on the top floor of the Maya, Maya Center in- I know the building. In, the, in right in town, yeah, right yeah, in the middle cool. of Melbourne. Um, and there was like uh, lots of, I don't I don't remember actually what it was for, but it was some function. There was lots of famous people and stuff there yeah. uh, and lots of like politicians and um, what's her name? She was there. Um, actually, Andrew, the guy that I was working with, he was really excited because um, what's her name? Uh, she was like, I think she was Miss... World or Miss Universe ones that Australian. Oh yeah, Stringer. Girl, whatever her name was. Oh god, that was about five years ago. Yeah, five six years yeah. ago. She was there anyway, and like the the premier of Victoria and and sure. like lots of politicians and lots of like sporting guys and a whole mm. bunch. Of, anyway, <coughs> and we were backstage myself and Andrew and Steve, the Andrew's manager, um, and I think Bob came back because I'm pretty sure. Did they have, was there another bass player in Skyhooks? Well, he plays guitar. Bob plays guitar? Yeah. Oh, so he wasn't a bass player in Skyhooks? Ah. He's a guitarist, yeah. He's a guitarist, okay. He looks like it was a bald guy, mm. and he was a bass player in Skyhooks. Okay, don't worry about it then. Okay. It's a different thing. I mean, then it wasn't him, but it, it, just from the photo, it looks, he looked, he reminded me of that. Like, he looked a bit oh, like yeah. that. But this was ages ago. Sure. But he was friends with Steve, the manager, and he came, okay. and he was going to do some... Possibly write some songs for Andrew's album or co-write or something, yeah, or produce sure. or something. I don't know. Yep. But that never eventuated. But um, okay, well that was a long story that went nowhere because I thought <laughs> he was a bass player. No, no, yeah. See, um, um, I remember because we talked about the Bellman stuff after the gig. And, uh, um, uh, Bellman, if you don't know, the Strang guitar builder, they shut up shop maybe ten years ago. Okay. Um, but that I've always always wanted one especially kind of late 90s, early 2000s, they kind of had, one of them was kind of like double cut, slightly PRS shaped. Oh, I remember that one. They also did some, um, oh, I think it did a single cutaway maybe, both carved top and flat top versions. Okay. And they did some really cool bases as well. I remember the PRS looking one. I do remember that, yeah. Remember like one of the things, (coughs) a lot of them had P90s in them. Okay. Yeah. But um yeah, so that's um anyway so we back got to Monstronic, sorry yeah, so we got these break. pedals <laughs> and um so we've got the, yeah the Baconizer the um uh Mosfet Fuzz yeah uh which yeah relatively low gain but mm. I think it'll sound I think it could be really cool either with a pedal going into it or going into a pedal uh, the one probably just literally, we literally plugged them in and had them for playing for like two minutes each um. The tube driver, the TD1 tube driver. Actually has a tube in it. And which And um, 16 volt AC power supply. So yeah. it'll it'll hit the tube. One amp too. One amp, so yeah. Um, that sounded, to me, that was like the one 
plugged in and went, oh, that sounds really good. Yeah, did sound um, great. I did really like it. I mean, not that I didn't like the fuzz, but... Um, I probably prefer the fuzz. You like the fuzz, yeah. Because it has, it's kind of that, uh, like, um, fuzzy overdrive thing. If you're not really into fuzz, it's sort of, yeah. So it's not like soft oscillating gated Velcro. Which is a kind of fuzz. Yeah, <laughs> madness that you like. Yes. Um, so I think, I want to really want to try the Baconizer with a Strat. Well, we'll do proper videos of so, all of them. This was literally yeah, yeah. just at my place here. Uh, you know, Ken dropped him off. You rocked up. <laughs> Ken. <laughs> um, and I, uh, Ken the Posty. Um, and uh, um, we plugged him in and just literally just noodled a little bit. And that's yeah. it. And you'll see that on the, mm. um, I don't know whether, uh, probably the video comes out before the podcast, actually. That uh, sure. first impressions video. And last but not least. The... Um cabinet sim which the model is called a cs1 if you check out their website and yeah um so there's two modes one's a low gain and one's a high gain and it's not just a cab sim but also meant to do like the power stage of yeah an amp so i think the idea with it you've got one input and you've got two outputs you've got an output and a loop Hmm. and i believe the direct if you go to output it's kind of like if you have a pedal board um and instead of plugging into an amp, you plug into that, and then you go from the output into the console yep. or front of house. But the loop output bypasses the preamp part in it. So, for example, if you you could use it as a uh, you have an amp on stage, and instead of micing the amp up, hmm. you run the output directly to front of house, and the loop bit goes into yeah. loop output goes to the amp. We could do both for recording. That could be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Get that sort of um, straight direct blended yeah. cab sim plus a mic. Could be cool for like stereo spread type stuff. Yeah. Mm. And I do think, especially recording, quite often I do like the sound of going directly in. Yeah. Like with like, and I mean that could, it's sort of a, a, a third option. Yeah, sure. You've got the amp, you've got going directly in and then you've got that, which is sort of a, a I guess, frequency compensated Mm. cap simulator yeah but yeah they cool, look yeah. they look really cool they're, they're built quite sturdy they're um and built in australia and um all bright orange bright orange on the back it'll be interesting it'll, I'm, I'm looking forward to trying them out a bit more so we did the quick um unboxing and first impressions video uh just before um and then i think we'll both of us have a bit of a fiddle around with them for a little while just to get used to mm. them and know what they're doing. A week or so. And then so in a couple of weeks, I'd say, probably fortnight, let's say fortnight, two weeks, we'll start bringing the videos out of those. Um, very good. Because, yeah, um, it's, it's very good. So, yes, Andrew, thank you so much for sending them out mm. to us. Cheers, man. And um, Oh, speaking of pedals coming, uh, I talked to Gabriel uh, mm. Gabriel, well, I don't know how you would pronounce it because he's French, um, <laughs> at Zorg Effects as well. Sure, yeah, sure. Uh, which actually, um, um, oh, I can't believe I can't think of his name now. Uh, he sent, uh, 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 oh, what's his name? I feel horrible not knowing. Um, uh, 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 what are you talking about? A French friend who sent us the link. To Zorg um, effects. Hang on, what's his name? God, I can't think. Can't. My brain's not working. <laughs> Since I've been sick and I'm still a, still a little bit sick, my brain is just not happening. It's just not working. My brain broke. My, my brain did broke. <laughs> Ronan, of course. Ronan Marie. Cool. Because he sent me a message a little while ago. I think we talked about it in the last podcast. Yeah. About, because um, he sent me a messages about a few different... Um, uh, French companies, yeah, they were. Um, like the Rock Rock and Fun Factory, uh, which looks interesting. And he sent me a message about um, Zorg effects, and he said, "I don't think there's a lot of pedals like the Blow on the market today." And I checked it out, and the Blow basically is a a little preamp in pedal form, yeah. and it has XLR in and out, so you can plug a microphone in and out. And there's an option of Phantom Power, which I think the one we're getting won't have phantom power on it but i mean that's not that big of a deal okay um and then you have a loop basically so what happens is you have a, let's say a microphone that you put either on a instrument sure. or you sing through 
Yeah. And you have like a gain stage on it that you can, so you can, you know, it's like a little preamp kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But then you also have a loop on it. And in that loop, you can plug guitar effects pedals in to use on the microphone. Yeah, right. Cool. And when, so uh, uh, Ronan or Ronan sent me that thing, I kind of went, because we've been talking about doing a video, yep. a couple of videos, like a series of videos. Um, one, we've got a good friend who's a sax player who keeps asking us about what kind of pedals would be good on saxophone because yeah. he wants to use more pedals on saxophone. And um, then also there's a, a female singer I work with a bit and she agreed to do it as well um, of doing some vocal, like singing with effects on it. Because um, I think one of the things we're talking about is the fact that, so let's say with recording, right? You may record a vocal part. Oh, there's a kangaroo just outside the door. Oh. You may record the vocal part. Australia. And then you add effects on later. Yeah. But if you have the effects on as you're singing or as you're playing saxophone, it actually makes you play mm-hmm. differently. You approach the whole thing differently. Totally. So the idea was to do some videos of the sax player with yep. effects, do some videos with the singer with effects, maybe even do a thing where you have like a drum kit set up and maybe put effects on a snare, let's say, yeah. and a drummer has headphones on, uh, and having delay or distortion, or I don't know what, on the snare, it'll make him play differently. So do a series of videos on different people, different instruments, different musicians playing different instruments um, with effects. And so when Ronan sent me that, or Ronan sent me that um, link, Get I kind of went, that's perfect. That's actually, we're just talking about that sort of stuff and thinking about that stuff. So I contacted Zorg Effects, yeah, and uh, turns out he does actually watch our videos, and he's going to send us a bunch of videos. So he's going to send us the blow, cool, and he's going to also send us. Hang on, where is his emails? Two bass um, pedals. One's a new one. Um, he's going to send us. Uh, oh, and he said he was at the Puto guitar show. Yeah, yeah. He I'm did say that because sure, I said, yeah. Pretty sure that's where I saw him because I was in Paris. In, Fancy, in huh? Paris. So we're going to get uh, the blow just, and we're going to get... Just trying to find... I think I'm going to take photos of it. We're going to get a bass star and a glorious bass star version too. So what are they? Are they bass preampy type things? Oh, I guess they're bass related pedals. <laughs> cool. Um... Let's have a look. Um, this is exciting stuff again. On, on uh, well, I do know that obviously playing through effects rather than adding them later to recordings does make you play differently. <coughs> of course, yeah, it makes you approach the whole thing differently. Yeah. Uh, that was proved to me. Um, so a friend and I, a drummer mate, we were at a bar one night having beers and um, we were talking about recording drums in unusual places. And, okay. Um, one of the things we said were like maybe it'd be cool if we um you know recorded drums in say a car park at night or something like a, a shopping center car park or whatever. Okay. And then this thing came up that wouldn't be cool to record in a train tunnel. So we um, found a train tunnel and went and recorded uh, drums in a train tunnel. Oh wow! Haven't you heard that after? Sh- I got, you could have played me though. I got the samples at home. Found the other day, and uh, and um, so we found that it's quite a big train tunnel. I think there's probably enough for two or three train lines width wise. So it's big domed arch roof. Okay. And um, we moved. <laughs> I just Was had, it with Aaron or yeah. Okay, mate, Aaron. So we moved. I had a laptop with a little um, bus powered interface and two mics. And we moved the drums around different places, like closer to the wall and out in the middle and mics far away and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And there was one spot where, excuse me, and uh, one spot where we put the drums, you got this really prominent slapback echo. Okay. And um, if Aaron said he found himself only being able to play at a certain tempo, tempo because we recorded some grooves and stuff. Because it's like, yeah, yeah. Cause... It's a rhythmic thing. Yeah. So... It like tried to play faster and like oh no that's weird like makes you feel sick. Oh, cool. Wow, that's interesting. <laughs> thing. Yeah, so that was um. I gotta check that. Yeah, that I was, don't think you've ever shown me that. Okay, cool. Because uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, there's um 
I recorded to this one point where he's playing away, and I, I had headphones on recording the thing. Yeah. I had my head, head down, and the trains came around the bend. My freight train was full flat oh. out, and we had one of the mics in the in the, in the rails. Mm. Right, oh in the no! The train tracks. <laughs> so this this is going. Train! <laughs> you hear the sticks drop, and we both just legged it towards it. Oh, jeez. And then um, the train blew its horn in the, in the tunnel. The loudest thing I've ever heard. Wow. So loud. Yeah. I can imagine in a tunnel. So, I don't think I've ever run so fast trying to get no, my microphone imagine. on the front of a train. So I just got the glor- glorious bass star up from Zog. Zorg. Yeah, cool. It's a, it's a three-band overdrive. Oh, wow. So it has... It, it, it has Two crossovers, mm. so it's it's like a treble, mids, and bass. Yeah, uh, and you can overdrive each band separately. That's super cool. That's very cool. So that's a glorious bass, and there's a version two coming out that's not out yet, mm. and I think we're gonna get one of the first ones. Um, and then there's a bass star, which is a smaller one. There's a bunch of them. Yeah. The small bass star. That's neat. Uh, which is. They look cool too. Uh, I think that's another one where you can close based uh, out a thing to big sister is a versatile overdrive. Which oh, it's good for bass and guitar players. Sweet. Cool. So we're going to be getting one of the. Yeah, I looked. I I I didn't really look at all of it yet, but I looked at the uh, Zork tab. Zorgtav. We're just looking at the website. Go to zorgeffects.com. Um, there's some really cool stuff there. This sounds really cool. Um, the Zorgtav. Cool name too. Yeah. Hey, it's uh, raining. Oh, sun, the sun's out and it's raining. And a kangaroo's just sitting outside. Um, it's lying down. <laughs> uh, and the, uh, the Love Filter with PH. That was really cool too. I watched videos on both of them. And they're nice. cool. They're interesting looking as well. I've got to say, i still got to say... The Europeans are killing it at the moment with pedals. Yeah. Sorry, Americans, but um, not and, and not just in the way they sound, but also the way they look, like looks and sounds. Between, I mean, this is only a couple, but I mean, between Anna Sounds, mm. uh, Mammoth Machine, yep. Zorg, um, and um, um, FT Electronica. Yeah. That's some killer new brands. Yeah, and stuff that's forward thinking too. Yeah. Like both in like visual stuff and also actual designs and sounds and Yeah. So I'm I'm a fan. I'm definitely a yeah, fan. Sure. Yeah, very much looking forward to uh hello uh, um Gabriel or Gabriel or I don't know how you pronounce it in French. Um uh sorry. Um <laughs> at Zorg Effects. Um Um Yeah, I do remember seeing them at that guitar show in Paris. Oh. It was cool. Pretty nice. Yeah, so very much looking forward to that. Um, so we've got Mostronics, we've got Zorg Effect. We just did both the um, Absinthe and the yeah. Zeroth Law as well. FT Electronica. Which, um, hello Valeria if you're listening. Um, Italy. They're super cool. Yeah. I mean, a noisemaker uh, stuff. Definitely. Both of them. but um, Especially the... Um, the Zeroth Law. Zeroth Law, yeah. yeah. It was funny because if you watch the demo, which will be up, eventually shortly that yeah. we did um i sort of almost purposely made you play most of it because it's <laughs> sort of absolutely not your thing yep <laughs> but um it was good yeah it's, it's good. a fun pedal it's it's um you can't really control it too much no but you i mean kind of try and steer it with every with the fuzz thing on zero you can yeah but other than that you can't and the absinthe is killer i reckon that's mm. i think out of guitar synths that's I haven't played one quite as good as that, and as versatile as that. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. It's versatile, but it's going to take some learning because there's so much control. Being what there goes the rain. That was very abrupt end to the rain. Yeah, that was weird. Um, <laughs> the kangaroo is still out there. Kangaroo's dead. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how many knobs are there? It's like eighteen. I think eighteen knobs or something. Nineteen. Anyway, there's a lot. So, because of that, it does take some learning. Of course it does, yeah. And, Especially um, <coughs> if you're not a synth guy, being guitar no. players. Um, but yeah, killer sounds. Also a bit of a education as well, like kind of. You see this, like you've got a couple of analog synths, synths, synths here. Yes. And um, 
kind of it's cool to get get to know those type of controls and what they do in it on a guitar that's a familiar yeah. environment yeah especially because i know we've mentioned this a few times but i'm still predicting that the whole euro rack's gonna just eat into the guitar well big time oh yeah it's gonna it's gonna it's already started yeah it? it's already started so this stuff's probably good to know because it's gonna yeah become actually a practical well i'm i'm sort of slowly getting into it yeah yeah um so um with yeah there's mic stuff there and there's other things in other places and mm. Um, especially in that soundscapey kind of noisemaker type stuff yeah uh, whether it's heavy or not it could be atmospheric things over a acoustic ballad but still yeah. um, <coughs> those kind of stuff those kind of tools especially in the Eurowack <coughs> like delays like the new Strymon delay you can really get like cool stuff going yeah 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 so yeah, well, you know, eventually, hopefully, I'll get into that stuff, and yeah. we'll do some. We'll do some. Um, I'd like to get that Strymon, or there's. Uh, I think other brands make it too, but we converts it from Eurorack to like guitar level, yeah. Um, and combining it and using Eurorack on guitar and all that. I, it, it it'll happen eventually. Mm. Um, I'm I'm slowly on my way to that. Yep. Um, Got to grow a big white beard first. Yeah. Um, Become a synth nerd. Oh, gigantic synth nerd. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, um, is there anything else you want to talk about? I'm not sure. What else did we do? Uh, I've talked about the reverb I got, didn't I? I think so. Did I talk about it already? The RX100, which is pretty cool. Uh, so, And there'll be a video out sooner or later on both the... Big DM100 and the RX100 by Boss. Big sort of... Are they analog or digital? Uh, well, the, the, the delay is, is, is analog. It's oh, yeah. Bucket Brigade. Okay, cool. And the reverb... I'm not sure if there's a spring tank in it or not. It's huge. I don't know what, what would be in it. Mm. I have no idea, actually, to tell you the truth. <laughs> but um, it's very big and heavy. Yeah, right. So, so it's just got a brick in it. A house brick. Yeah. And a little note, ha ha ha. Um, Some fishing sinkers. The thing I actually quite liked about the reverb, because one of the things with the delay that I quite like yeah. is when you drive, so it's got three input gain stages, which I guess is meant for like guitar level, maybe vocal level and synthesizer level. So you've got different like line levels and whatnot. Um, but if you set it on the loudest, so which is the switch up, and you crank the input gain, it distorts. But it sounds cool because I guess there's big old transformers and transistors mm. and crap in there, which is I guess why it's so big and heavy. It's definitely yeah, yeah, cool. Um, and I really liked it on the delay. Now on the reverb, the cool thing is you can completely turn the reverb off. Oh. And just have the drive, so you can just use it as distortion. No way! Yeah, cool. Yeah. And it sounded really cool. That's um, it. And I haven't tried it because I'm still waiting for my. Um, my cable dealer. <laughs> um, I know a guy. <laughs> yeah, no guy knows a guy. Because you've got, it's a dual reverb. So you've got two reverbs. Um, you've got reverb A and reverb B. And reverb A is in the, you've got a normal jack, guitar jack, input and output in the front. But reverb B is RCA, like stereo RCA in, stereo RCA out in the back. And then you can blend the two. Know exactly how that works. I'm not sure yet because it's hard to find even any information on these online. There's very little information. Well, on them. How old are they now? Is that I think they're like early half of the eighties. Yeah, it's gonna say so, early eighties. Um, early to mid eighties. Not seventies, it? I'm no, I, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure the eighties. But um, so I'm not sure how digital things were then. I don't know if there's there's probably. Be interesting to open it up, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, True. Maybe there's even two spring tanks in there. You never know. Possibly. Who knows? Uh, I so I don't have no idea if it's a digital or analog. If if anyone knows out there, let us know because yeah, there's very little information online about that stuff. Mm. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see because apparently it can um, really like make it. From what some people were saying, is you can really, it's like a, you can place yourself in the. Where, where you are within the space, it, like almost like very three dimensional river. Oh, really? Yeah. When yeah. you have both on. Okay, so, sure. Um, wow. Yeah. Sounds interesting. 
So yeah, I'm yeah. not quite sure how it works, but uh, and there's two reverb settings too. I think one's just a bit more, one's a bit less. It's funny how like what thirty five years later or something, we're still doing the same thing. <laughs> it it sounds I really really like the overdrive on it. Yeah. So it's I think it's like with old consoles, you know, you go into a console and you crank yeah. it and you overdrive it, and it just has a certain sound, which is what funnily enough you have. Stupidly expensive, always out of stock pedals like the Hudson Electronics broadcast. JHS. And the color, color box and all that, yeah. which is ridiculously expensive too, which is kind of emulating this sort of stuff. Yeah. But this, I, I really like it. This overdrive comes with a free delay. Comes with a free, exactly <laughs> right. No, I love the delay. And, and if you watch, I did do a quick video of it, like around here, no talking, which is very unusual for me. But it's all just guitar into a clean amp through that. And any of the overdrive sounds... It's just, for, and it sounds really good. I love that, that sound. And yeah, so the reverb, you can, because with the delay, you can't completely turn the delay off. Okay. There's always a little bit there. Right. Whereas with the reverb, you can go completely dry. Yeah, cool. uh, and then just crank the distortion. Have you put other stuff through it, like um, synths or vocals or? Not yet, no. I, 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 either one? Um, no, just get, all I've done is I've plugged it in maybe once or twice. I could put guitar through it and that's mm. it. Um, I haven't tried anything yet. Once my my dealer gets the the cables working, then I'll <laughs> yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll get to it. <laughs> I'll get it all sorted. Um, Actually, all sorted. after this, we'll make a plan about the loom. We should, yeah, while we're here. Um, uh, there's going to be a few more things, but yeah, so that's really cool. That's there's yeah. going to be a video coming up sooner or later of that, um, which I'm quite looking forward to actually because I think that'll be fun. Which um, you're more than welcome to come for that. If you want. Sure, yeah, you can do it. There was something I was going to mention. What was it now? There was a new pedal release like a couple of days ago. I'm blank now. Do you remember any company or anything? I want to say Electro Harmonics, but I'm not sure. The Ocean's Eleven? Yeah, that's newish. The reverb? That is like literally a day or two ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Let's check if there's anything on Facebook. <laughs> Good old Facebook. Try pedal boards of doom. Shout out to all those guys. Ah, uh, yes. I'm not going uh, It's going to... Oh, what was it now? <coughs> but yeah, the, what do you think of the Oceans... Have you watched demos of that? I've watched some of the Oceans 11 stuff. Um, it looks really <laughs> cool. It's, um, it's one of those... To me, it's very... And it was funny because I was thinking that and I was li listening to the Guitar Notes podcast mm. and they were saying the same thing. The Ocean's Eleven reminds me a lot of the um, Hall of Fame. Right, yeah. Which the Hall of Fame, there wasn't, there isn't really another reverb like the Hall of Fame. Because, I mean, it's a, it's a small footprint yeah. with crap loads of reverbs on it. Mm. The, anything closest to it, I guess, would be like the Ventress or the big sky but they're all huge boxes at like three times the price not three yeah. times four times the price yeah, yeah. um and then you have a little hall of fame which has all these different reverb things on it which i don't think there are many other pedals that have lots of reverb on it well, in a the, small footprint the new one we did the um mad professor one the cosmos well yeah well that's, that's starting to come out that's yeah. fairly new but um, but that's really only again that's again only you have you have like spring and hall and room and a shimmer. Yeah. I'm talking about with them, you have like um, shimmers, you have um, duct reverb, you have reverb where the reverb trousers are distorted. You have, you know, all these weird stuff. Um, yeah. Um, whether you need that sort of stuff. I'm a bit of a TC all. fan, hey? But TC, TC is always good. I mean, that's... Like, it's always been solid. Like, it might be something that um, might not be for you, but it's always going to be solid. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. So. <laughs> um, we're just looking through pedal boards of doom. Um, I can't think of, no, I can't think of what new stuff came out. The Steven hyperdrive. Nope. <laughs> what uh, is that? I don't know. Uh, zone. <laughs> hey, if, if you're not on the pedal boards of doom page, it's kind of fun. Yeah, there's lots of interesting it's, stuff on there. It's not very doomy anymore. No. But it's lots of pedalboard stuff. Lots of pedalboard stuff. No, so I can't think of any... Yeah. I mean, 
Well, what we should really look at is if there's anything new, it'll be on, on like reverb. Oh, it's my stomach. It's your belly making noises. my stomach making noises. We might need, um, um, we might need some coffee and desserts in. Uh, yes, reverb sounds good. I mean, coffee <laughs> sounds good. Sorry, I'm just typing in reverb. Just checking out if there's uh, any new pedals on reverb. It's not very exciting to listen to. But... No, it's a, well, that's the sounds of Prince. Uh, oh, the um, is the one you're thinking of of the um, Benson preamp? Ah, uh, no, because that sounded great. Actually, that that's, speaking cool. of that, there's a um, there was a reverb demo of that, and that's oh, no Mike Herman's. Oh, yeah? That sounded really good. I mean, he always sounds good, but yeah. um, oh, that sounded great. There the it is. New, it's there. With an Andy the Benson, yeah. There's a Benson preamp overdrive. I'm pretty sure they released that, at, announced that at NAMM. Okay. That sounds great. Yeah. I just saw the video the other day. That sounds really, really good. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'll probably think of it tomorrow. Probably think of it tomorrow. Um, um, yeah. It's, Reverb's killing it, eh? Well, that's sort of the, the current trendy thing, isn't it? Yeah. It's like... Even the videos, the, the shot well. Oh, you mean reverb? Uh, you mean, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought you meant the uh, reverb to sound. The like effect, the no. effect. No, so, no, reverb is doing great, yeah. Of course they are. Dot com. I mean, uh, yeah, they're um, great and all you know, props to them because they're doing everything right. It's all... And they got Andy. Come on. Yeah. He's the man. Pretty much. There was one of these um, threads on, on uh, pedal boards of doom saying, uh, who's your favorite YouTuber for um, pedal effects? And pretty much 90% of the people said Andy. Yeah. Yeah. There was one, one guy who wrote that it was us. <laughs> and um, it definitely wasn't me. <laughs> yeah. Or was it? No. <coughs> it was us. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So is, they, they're doing great stuff. Yeah, they're doing really good stuff. Well, I guess on that note, while you can't remember what the pedal was or what the new thing was. Um, it's in my head, yeah, I'm sure. Um, anyway. Because all I can think of... But I mean, none of that stuff is new, but I think it's just now come out. It's like the, the what's the new Chase Bliss one called? The Therme or something? Therme, like? yeah. That weird pitch shifting delay thing. And I've, saw a, I've seen a couple of demos of that. Um, yeah. Because... Um, it's interesting, actually, the Condor, the other one, the... The, the EQ? EQ one. Yeah, yeah. There's been shootouts between that and a Klon. No way. Because there's a preamp in it. And it overdrives stuff, and, wow. and and I guess because you can, it's got quite hefty EQ stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's uh, interesting. Yeah, there've been there've been those sort of uh, comparison things between that. Because um, um, I've also seen that do like tremolo effects because you can ramp volume and all this. Yeah. Well, I think that's because I read somewhere as well. He was saying the guy from Chase Place. He was saying. He's amazed how he didn't think that that particular pedal would have gone down so well. Yeah, but it. I think it went first, down really well. At first, everyone's like, "Ah, oh, what? What is it?" <laughs> but now, oh, it, an EQ, you, excellent. Yeah, like a four hundred dollar EQ. But um, now there's some demos coming out. What you can actually do with it, um, it's starting to get some noticing. No, I'm just looking through YouTube to see if there's any new pedal things. Um, but I can't see anything. That's all. Uh, I'll, I'll message you later when I think of it. Or maybe Toman has a... Has a... <laughs> anyway. Um, cool. Well, on that note, I think we're at roughly an hour mark now anyway. So, Sure. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure to subscribe. Check out our social media stuff. There's usually links somewhere below. Um Stay tuned. We've, we'll have some more guests coming up. We're going to go, I think we mentioned it before, but we're going to go and uh, see Scott at some stage. Um, he's got a big studio and stuff down in Burley Heads. Um, and he used to play in a band for quite a while with Phil Emanuel too, who just passed away, Why sadly. Yeah. Um, who lived around here. He's, yeah. he's been um, so, a regular to the music shop where I, where I work at. used to work at and teach at. Very tragic. Um, yeah, quite, um, and I think it was a, a like an extreme asthma attack, so it's kind of like time. choking to death type thing. Yeah. It just doesn't sound like fun. Very nice. So um, if you're not sure, Phil Emanuel, it's um, Tom, uh, Tommy Emanuel's brother. His older brother, yeah. Yeah. Talking are. about sort of kind of living in the shadow of your little brother to a certain yeah. degree, but fantastic guitar player. If you, actually, if you get a chance, there's a lot of videos because they used to play together a lot. Yeah. 
of them playing together and they mm. were great. Yeah, I saw, they played I saw them together. The one guitar together yeah. and stuff like that and, and uh, they were they were fantastic. They were really, really good. Good sense of humor too. Yeah, very good sense of humor. And I think Phil is the loudest guitar player ever in the history of the universe. Oh yeah. <laughs> or was. So if you, if you wanted to hear a, a twin wound up. Or in later years now, uh, uh, Carvin Legacy, the yeah. Steve Viam. If anyone's ever played them, it goes from no sound to too loud. <laughs> That's like <coughs> the first notch. <clears throat> and he played them for uh, towards the end now anyway. He used to play them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, sad to hear that Phil passed away. Um, yeah, yeah. Sort of one of those. Lived locally here. Who lived in an area and, um, you know, one of the sort of legendary guitar players. Um, yeah, we're going to go and talk to, at some stage, talk to Nico, um, Nico Schliemann. Um, we're going to talk to, actually, we're going to now go and see possibly the guys in Noosa uh, at that guitar making thing. Yes, uh, guitar making thing. You know, the, it's like a coffee shop yes, it's a slash thing. guitar gallery slash yeah. guitar workshop where you can actually go and you can do a workshop then build your own guitar Fun. with the luthier. We might go and see them now um, and have a chat to them and see if they want to be in a podcast coming up. Um, yeah, and I'm sure there's some other people coming up soon. So um, thanks for listening. Stay tuned Cheers. and um, see you guys next time. I next guess. time. Yeah. Next, next time. time. Yeah, that's the one next time. Yeah. All right. Thank you. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye.